Thanks so much for joining me today. Today the title of my message is The Plant. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, you said that when we gathered in your name, you'd be here. So we trust that you are. We trust you. I trust you that you're going to give us the revelation knowledge, the knowing, and um, just the positive confirmation of what you're saying to us today. We love you. We praise you. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Jesus is talking to us today about the plan. You know, we've been talking so much about receiving from him and why we're not receiving. And there's so many reasons. And day by day, I just feel like he's gathering things to the place where we're finally going to maybe get it. Maybe not, but at least get some of it. And so what I hear him saying to me today is, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans that I have for you and they're for your good. And him pulling the plan together is really what it's about. You know, we might just find out from him what we're called to do, and then from there we just kind of try to figure it out ourselves without really leaning on him, without relying on him and finding out exactly the plan. And in my life, I've learned that I have just very tiny knowledge of the plan because every day I get up he tells me more and I think wow I would have never thought that I never would have in a million years and so it is so important to sit with him and hear what he's saying to you each day hear what he's saying to us the body of Christ we got to hear that and so today he's talking about how when we believe he said we would go and do that greater work we would. And um, John 14, 12, Jesus said, He said, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, then he himself will do the things that I do, and he will do even greater than these because I go to the Father. So he's saying that the things he did, we're going to do an even greater than that. So what in the heck could that be? Think about it. What did he do when he was here? He did miracles. He's been talking to me about miracles, and he's been talking to you about miracles. He is saying, through the things that we've talked about is what I'm referring to, and he is saying that he's not calling us to live a mediocre life, but to make a difference, to believe those impossible things. You know, I was walking the other day, and he said, there's so many impossible things that we could believe. And, you know, I think of, I'm thinking of some of the things that I kind of had planned out, you know, something I can do to make this happen. And he's saying, nope, that's too little. That's too little. I have more for you than you can ask or think. You know, we think we can do things without him, and we really can't. You know, even when... Um, we're believing him for healing. I notice that sometimes um, watching other people, I don't know if I do it or not, but um, maybe watching other people, though, sometimes it's easier to see what other people are doing, um, not according to what they should be doing rather than seeing for yourself. And I guess for myself, God would show me if I was doing it. But anyway, I hadn't thought that out at all. So 
what I'm saying is sometimes I see people kind of helping God out with their healing. And I probably do it more in other ways, but in healing, you know, I've seen people where they do things to aid their healing. And really they're giving that thing too much attention and making it um, really amplifying what it is and keeping it because they're trying to do it. And that's what God was saying to me in an area, I guess, of my life. And now it's all, I'm all, it's all coming together. So it works, you know, in my life in different ways for healing. I don't think that I try to make things happen. I guess now that I'm saying it, maybe there is one thing I'm thinking about that I was trying to do. But when we're trying to do it, the whole point I'm trying to make is when we're trying to do it, then he's not doing it. And there's so many things in our lives that we are just doing without him. And that's what he wants me to, that's the message he wants me to relay today. That we're not thinking about the impossible things. The impossible things we've put aside and we're doing the possible things. And But we're called Christians to make a difference and to do a greater thing like Jesus did. But still, we're just doing that regular thing. We're so basic and, you know, we're, we're in that, you know, and yes, you got to have a good, strong Christian foundation. Those things are important to learn to love and to know all God's principles, to, to live in love. But also, he's calling us to grow from there. Jesus said, if you steadfastly believe in me, you're going to be doing what I did and even greater than that. So he's calling us to do greater than, greater than. And I always think, and I'm not saying I'm 100% right because of God, there's so many things that we don't know, but greater than just sitting around, you know, um, living like the world, but get out there and make a difference. Get things rolling, kind of, kind of thinking. What can I do to do that greater thing? What can I do to do that impossible thing? And sometimes it starts right at home to believe the impossible in your own life. And when you start believing the impossible in your life, then you can go believe the impossible in someone else's life and encourage and um, help them to live in the kingdom of God, healed, whole prosperous in every area of our life like Jesus did. He went around doing good. He went around doing miracles. He went around teaching the kingdom of God. And yet we're not doing that. And that's what he's saying today. It's part of the plan. It's part of our happiness. You know, when you're doing what God calls you to do, it's going to make you happy. It's part of our happiness when, when we're doing his law. Jesus said, I'm telling you all these things so that my joy can be in you, so that my joy can be complete in you. And so often I think we get to that place where we don't know what's wrong with us. We're sad, you know, we're just and maybe listening to the enemy put us down. And really, sometimes it's just that we're not doing that greater thing. We're not giving of ourselves. And when we're not, we're, we lose that joy. We're to be constantly be giving because God's kingdom is about love. And love is an action of giving. Given will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Love is an action of giving. 
And then all the stuff, I always like to say this because I think it's so spectacular. All the stuff you run after will just be added to you. You won't have to go after it. But what we're to be going after is to do that greater thing of love, to be doing that greater work, to be doing what Jesus did. What did he do? Start thinking about that. What can you do to be like him to do what he was doing? Instead of looking around and just kind of blending in and doing whatever everybody else is doing. And um, God has really been teaching me that. And to, and, and you know what, the other thing I want to say before I go on is he tells me things and I forget about them. And I think that's what he's saying to us today. Don't forget. Don't forget to do that greater work. Don't forget that that's your happiness, your peace, your joy, and your contentment. Get up and just sit with me and help me get your, let me help you get your perspective right. And so when we, when we do that and we're listening to him and we're hearing what's important to him, we're hearing what's on his mind, then we're going to do that greater thing. But you know, what God has been showing me is that we get so easily distracted and his, his whole objective is to love. Our whole object, objective is to be taking his place in loving others. But we're so wrapped up in taking care of ourselves and loving ourselves that and running around getting stuff, having trying to get things added to us that we forget our call. We forget that we're supposed to be doing that great thing. Jesus didn't spend time fending for himself or trying to figure out what he was going to eat, drink, or wear. It was just added to him. God took care of him. He went to the Father for everything. And that's what God is asking us to do, to go to him for everything, to get up and just sit with him and find out what he's thinking, what he's asking you to do. Maybe it isn't to go to church and just sit on the bench that week. You know, maybe that week he might have something else for you to do to serve someone else or go lay hands on someone who's sick. So when we sit and listen to him, we're going to find out the real deal instead of just being a religious person, saying we're a Christian and then not really um, being a Christian, just going through the motions of what we think being a Christian is because to be a Christian is to be Christ-like. And so when we're Christ-like, we're going to be doing what he was doing, and he said to do that greater work. In verse 13, he said, And when you do this, um, I will myself grant you in my name whatever you ask, that the Father may be glorified and exalted through the Son. And then he said, um, Yes, I will grant myself, I will do for you whatever you ask in my name, presenting all that I am. And then if you really love me, you will keep my commands. So when we're doing what he's calling us to do, he's going to say, and this leads back to the beginning, if I mentioned it or not, but we're always asking him. Yes, I did. We're always asking him for stuff, and um, it's not happening. And it, it's not happening. We talked about... Um, all kinds of things, why it's not happening, and 
Today he's saying, because you're not respecting my law. You're not doing what I'm calling you to do. I'm calling you to do that greater work, and yet you're just blending in with the world. And, you know, I think so much in the beginning of our walk with him, you know, he, he shows us so much favor that we get stuck when we get a little older in him and think, why isn't this happening? It happened before. And I believe it's because he's calling us to grow up and to do all of his law. We break one law, we break all the law. So when you know what to do and you don't do it, you broke a law. And when you first get born again, you might not know everything to do. But when you do know what to do and you break that law, when you do know you're to do that greater work and you slough it off, because you think, well, he's not talking to me. I can't do that. I'm not a preacher. But if you're, if you're a believer, he's saying, he's not saying if you got a job in a church or um, if you have a certain title, he's saying whoever steadfastly believes in him. And the disciples, if you want to talk about qualified, weren't qualified either. Jesus qualifies you as a steadfast believer. And then when you believe, then you're going to go and do that greater thing that he did. You're going to have that desire when you sit with him. And, you know, it so reminds me of what people think. And um, John 3.16, I always like to use that because it's so full of revelation. For God so loved the world that he gave his son, and whoever believes in him will have eternal life. And um, I'm sure I've talked about this before because it's really big on the inside of me, and Jesus said the same thing. Whoever believes in me will lay hands on the sick. And when you believe, it's an action. And so it's not just saying, well, um, I, I'm just going to do this because I'm not comfortable doing that, so I'm just going to do what um, the religious Christians do. And I want to tell you that word religious really I looked it up one time, and it just means to practice something over and over again, which is a good thing, and it can be a bad thing, because if you're thinking that just because you're in church and you're sitting on that pew that you're in the right place and you're a Christian, then that's the wrong kind of religious. But when you're practicing God's work and His will and you're practicing your relationship with Him, that can be um, a different perspective of that word, I guess. But anyway, he's not calling us to fit into a church, um, per se. He, he's not calling us to fit in with a group of people, but he's calling us to fit in with him. He's calling us to be like him and do the work he did. Whether your church does it or not, he's calling you as an individual to do it. He's not saying you have to have um, any kind of label or any kind of degree, he's saying, if you believe. And so that's my message today. He's wanting us to do miracles, he, or believe for miracles. Yeah, do miracles. Let's do miracles. And um, maybe I'll change my title to that. Let's do that impossible thing. Let's believe for that impossible thing to happen in our lives. Let's do it. Let's believe for the impossible. Let's do it. Let's believe for the impossible. I want to say it again. Let's do it. 
let's believe for the impossible instead of just um, settling for what is. I hear so many people say, well, it is what it is. But we're to change it. We're to talk to our circumstances. And God is calling us to make a difference. He's calling us to go for him. And I believe he's saying, another thing he was talking to me about this morning, actually, is that, you know, we get this mindset that, well, people don't want to hear it. They're not going to receive it. And, you know, it really is a lie that we believe because people are searching and they are open. And, yeah, some people are going to tell you no and turn you away. But some people are just hungry for truth, hungry for an answer. And um, I feel like God is saying people are ready and it's time for us to go out and do his work. He's saying it is time and he needs workers to go for him. And so it starts with, if you've never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you when he was here, he told disciples he was going to go. And he said that the Holy Spirit would come and live on the inside of them and he would be with them all the time. He said, I'm not leaving you as orphans, but the Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to tell you he's not going to talk and speak on his own accord, but he's going to say everything the Father says to say. And so the same is for us. Jesus said in Revelation 3.20 that he's knocking already on the door of our heart and if you invite him in, he's going to come in. He's going to hang out with us. He's going to dine with us, it says. So to me, that's saying he's going to hang out with us. He's going to be with us all the time. And he is just wanting us to really hear what he's saying today. And um, he, he wants us to hear that he has qualified us to do his work. And he's calling us to do it, to just do it to just believe for those impossible things to happen. He made the impossible happen all the time. And so it starts with you asking him to come live on the inside of you. And he told the disciples that when he left to go wait and the Holy Spirit would come and fill them with power. And so then we have God on the inside of us, his power on the inside of us to do his work. And so if you've never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, all you got to do that, all you got to do is ask him, and he's going to come and live on the inside of you. And he's going to empower you to live that life where you can do that greater thing. So if you want to pray with me, I'd love to pray with you right now. Dear Jesus, we thank you that you want to come and live on the inside of us, that you want us to be endued with power to do your work. We thank you and praise you that you're going to teach us and grow us up and even encourage us to believe for that impossible thing to happen, those impossible things to happen. We thank you that you qualify us to do your work upon our belief. And we ask you to help us, Lord, to be committed to you, to get up every day and listen to you so that we can believe. And um, Lord, I thank you for that person listening today that never asked you to come live on the inside of them, that you would just manifest yourself to them right now. Make yourself real. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, in your mighty name, we pray. Amen. So God is so good. He's so in love with us. And if you said that prayer, I love it so much. If you let me know.
You know, the way to get to know God is to look at the Word, because John 1, 1 tells us He is His Word. So you look at the Word of God, and when you sit with Him, you're going to hear Him, and He sounds like His Word. He really does. And He's going to grow you up. And I just want to just remind you or tell you, if you've never heard before, that the prayer that you just prayed isn't just a prayer to get you to heaven, but it, it's a it's acknowledging Jesus and telling him that you want a relationship with him and you want to grow in that relationship. And um, he's going to help you to do that. So it takes time to get to know him. So take that time to get to know him so that you can do all that he's calling us to do. So you can do that plan. He has a good plan for you. And that plan includes happiness, peace, joy, contentment and being a part of his kingdom and being a part of what he's doing so thanks so much for listening today and god bless you